AKA the 250 times social distancing champion, AKA the taco tyrant, AKA lick, um, lick my knuckles so you can feel the bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so dumb. Um, aka the nigga lip master, bringing you yet another episode of Switch Your Sights, episode eighty nine. Um, today's date is uh January twenty ninth, twenty twenty one. Recording this uh very late, but you know what? Hey, I'm just gonna rock with it though. You know, uh, I was at least initially planning to uh, record earlier, but then I got sleepy, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, would I rather record earlier and be at like 25 percent, or get my sleep in, be at a hundred percent, maybe even five? I'm gonna actually put five in there. Hundred and five percent. Actually, no. 110 percent let's 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 keep it real um so i chose the latter and uh you know got a workout in so i got some food i'm energized i'm energized dare i say even now i'm motivated now i'm motivated (laughs) um (laughs) oh man um yeah so there you go we getting a we getting a special uh after hours edition baby yeah yeah i may take my clothes off you don't know you might get a little nipple you never know who knows what can happen after hours gotta who knows what can happen Um, all that stuff aside, um, man, uh, a lot of, uh, stuff has popped off this week. Let me tell you, um, yeah, man, a lot of stuff has just straight up popped off people, the rich, it's a, it's a, it's a war against the rich versus the poor, um, freaking people dancing naked in the dark um bernie with the well that happened last week technically but but there's still remnants of it still um everybody everybody's invested in stock now so shit is crazy more or less but um yeah outside of that uh without further ado let's stop the dilly-dallying and get into it, shall we? Uh, so first, first biggest topic in a while is this whole this whole big GameStop stock situation, which is it. It just feels it feels like it's a lot of layers to it, more or less. So, with that being in mind, I will definitely for sure preface this uh saying that I am in no way 
no way at all a uh, stock investment expert by any means. Uh, my knowledge in the, in, the, in the stock business is highly limited. So let me for sure preface that uh, I've never invested in a stock. Maybe someday I will get, get that itch, but not anytime soon at least. But just keeping that in mind, I am not the most knowledgeable person when it comes to stocks. But on the other side, I will say that uh, this, this did, this whole scenario did pique my interest in doing a little bit of research, at least specifically in regards to this whole GameStop situation. So that is at least what I can provide you guys. Uh, try to sound somewhat smart uh, talking about this um, short squeeze. You know, uh, you didn't know I knew that, did you? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. No. Um, so, man, it's at some point I was uh, very hesitant to even talk about this be based on the, the lack of knowledge in the, the realm of, of the stock market. But either way, I already warned you. So, I mean, you could get your pit uh, pitchforks and your little torches and, you know, try to touch me with them, but I ain't going to have it. I ain't going to have it. All right. These muscles impenetrable. You hear me? Unpenetrable. Bitch. <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So to get into the story specifically. So. Based on my understanding, at least from what I researched on the whole story, was that basically there's this uh, this Twitter site slash, well, I guess it's more more of a representation of the platform, which is Citrion Research, I believe, where basically they are mainly focused on short stock. And my understanding of short stock is basically, um, I guess it could have multiple meanings, but basically uh buying to sell in basically in a short period of time in order to um i assume to get in um in a, a profit one way or another whether i believe you can also uh bet against the stock that it'll lower and the opposite that it will raise i i'm pretty sure so at least from what i researched on it so there is that factor and then I guess apparently this uh, research group uh, got into some, <laughs> excuse me, got into some beef with uh, Wall Street Bets, which is a Reddit group, a subreddit group, where basically it's uh, a mixture of just the most uh, unwise uh, bets in terms of, I, I keep saying bets, but I mean, they're kind of, Stock is kind of like betting, if we're going to be honest. I mean, I feel like it's just a way to kind of obfuscate that people are actually gambling on stuff. But neither here nor there. So um, basically, Wall Street Bets is kind of like a somewhat, it feels like a satirical slash, uh, how do you describe? It's like uh, not to be taken serious. But there might be, no, I can't even say that. It's just very risky in terms of like the, uh, the, the advisory, um, that they, uh, suggest in there in terms of certain stocks from what I at least checked or researched on. 
So you have that. And then I guess to my understanding is that Citrion Research was like um, um, baiting or uh, not even necessarily, but kind of, how do I describe it? Like, encouraging, challenging, challenging um, Wall Street bets to some extent where they're saying like this GameStop stock is going to be horrible. Um, it's, it's, it's probably, it's going to be the lowest ever, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then I guess Wall Street bets took that as like a, as a challenge. And at least they collectively as the subreddit, uh, started, um, investing in stock, which at least from my understanding in terms of, um, doing that, there was a lot of, um, richer, like, uh, uh, financial firms and companies that were, uh, short betting, I I believe the term is where they, uh, basically invest in GameStop stock, um, not, not raising at all. And basically they make an, they make a, a profit from that. If, they invest in in more or less saying that the stock is not going to raise, and if it doesn't, then they they uh they profit from that. But considering Wall Street bets investments, and then I think because of that, and now everybody uh th- this whole story caught steam, and then a lot of just just people who never even mess with stock before started get into it and also investing in, in the GameStop stock, which in turn, when you invest in, in, in a stock that's lower, or I guess basically just a general rule. If, uh, if a lot of people invest in a stock at once, it does raise, uh, in terms of the price. So, uh, since the price raised that, um, that basically (laughs) fucked over the rich people more or less. And now there's, they are getting screwed over, because uh, they invested in that the stock wouldn't raise, but it did. So now they lost. They're losing a ton of money. And uh, in terms of GameStop stock, it's just been gradually like uh, with like uh, some setbacks and stuff here and there in between. But exceptionally, uh, exponentially even raising in like, uh, you know, stock value and stuff like that. So that's just as somebody who's not fully, I'll say this again, who's not fully versed in the stock market or not even that knowledgeable to be honest, but at least from what I researched in the context of the GameStop scenario, that's at least the general gist of what I got. And then on top of that, um, there's also the, a couple other companies, since it's kind of related, like that are also, it seems like now that's the trend now, like trying to raise the stock of very low uh, companies uh, like, uh, for example, AMC um, and BlackBerry, at least to mention uh, the others. So now people are doing that as well. And I guess the biggest, like, I guess, angle is more so just screwing over the rich man who, who like a lot of rich people are. Uh, I would assume the, this is their kind of means of, you know, maintaining uh, their uh, status, if you will. So at least how I feel about it, 
it's kind of humbling, you know, in terms of like, you know, these rich people, you know, not having worries in the world. <laughs> and then the poor people are kind of poorer, if anything, kind of screwing them over. I don't really feel too bad about it. I mean, maybe you could ration your money. I don't, I don't know. So there's that. And then there's a whole story that uh, developed uh, today where Robinhood, which is uh, one of the newer platforms, I believe, that actually makes investment stocks, uh, t- to my understanding, at least a little bit more easier, efficient than, you know, uh, the more traditional stock sites where it's a little bit more intricate. And I would assume maybe um, just more, what's the word, difficult to get into. I, I From what I briefly researched specifically regarding that. So uh, Robin Hood, which is really ironic <laughs> in terms of Robin Hood and the, the naming and, you know, the implications, uh, at least supposedly after the fact now, but uh, the fact of them, they're actually halting uh, some of the stock in terms of uh, that have been raised exponentially, which is including GameStop, AMC, and I believe Black BlackBerry to, to not not to mention uh, uh, some of the other ones as well. So now uh, Robinhood is getting a hell of a lot of backlash as well for doing that because basically they are tampering with uh, stocks and investments, which I I'm pretty sure that's a big no no in the stock market in general, since that technically would be uh, dictating stock or preventing stock from being bought uh, regardless of what it is so that's been interesting uh, and then you know uh, Robin Hood has been getting like one star reviews and stuff at least what I saw saw on Twitter and things like that so yeah very very uh, overloaded scenario but uh, very fascinating at least in, in of itself in terms of like you know <laughs> fucking over the rich man which I mean I don't I'm not, I mean, maybe they deserve it to some extent. I mean, you know, you got all that money, you ain't going to do nothing with it. I don't, but I digress. <laughs> so at least that's my general understanding, at least looking a little bit more into it. But again, I am no stock expert by the least. So, uh, but at least from the outside looking in, it definitely is very fascinating. It was like at least give me like, huh, maybe I should start getting this stock thing. But I'm like, uh, maybe at some point, maybe, uh, you know, considering the volatility of it where, you know, with stock, you can invest in something and it could totally drop like and then you are in the negative and, you know, basically lose out on money and stuff like that. So very complicated, uh, I guess, field to get into, but I mean, hey, I mean, people are clearly making a lot of money from it one way or another, so what does that tell you? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fascinating of all people fucking GameStop, who was like pretty much, uh, pretty much on its last legs, it feels like, even though they getting like a lot of these exclus- exclusivity uh, deals in terms of like, you know, at least uh, you know, collector's editions of games and stuff like Resident Evil is the, the recent one that comes to mind. So it's like they're still somewhat standing, but 
kind of amazing how, especially with the pandemic and how brick and mortar stores are definitely, I would assume, suffering the most um, in that respect. So, and especially specifically with games, how pretty much all of uh, all games you can buy online now anyway. So very interesting. <laughs> and I think uh, due to this whole thing, I think GameStop like was like literally beating some of the top like invested companies. So now technically GameStop is like at like up there with like the fortune 500 <laughs> companies just based off this whole scenario and how this whole like thing just started from like somebody more or less, uh, in, uh, um, what's the word enticing, um, you know, to not invest in the stock and they're like, no, we're going to do it and then do it like tenfold. So that's crazy, crazy, crazy and fascinating at the same time. And this is like, yeah, the first time at least I could think of where like something stock, uh, a whole, a whole, uh, stock market has come to like, you know, the mainstream, if you will, which is, you know, it's, uh, the more you think about it, it's like always been a thing you always thought about, but never thought too much into, but Hey man, get your money or screw those people with all that money, you know? <laughs> uh, like they say, uh, we fucking up the white man's money. So, I mean, <laughs> um, and then there's also like with some of the big, uh, firms, uh, hedge funds. I know that's been mentioned a lot as well as wall street, of course, uh, where, you know, they're like, kind of trying to attempt to fall follow suit as well in regards to the whole scenario about you know uh, pr dictating funds and preventing funds uh, from being invested in and in, in some of the stocks and stuff so hot ass mess but uh, hot in a good way the good way where you put it in your mouth and it feel kind of good that's what it seemed like you know so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's funny to me. It's it's funny and fulfilling and to a, a brief extent in terms of just fucking over the rich people that got more money than they know what to do with. But, you know, that's at least my stance on it from what I from the information that was presented to me and what I researched on it. So, yeah, uh, crazy stuff, man. Uh, did not see that. <laughs> did not see this coming at all. So, um moving on uh man probably the next biggest crazy kerfuffle if you will um is with uh, xbox live so uh basically uh i believe last friday um it seemed to have been like a stealth announcement they announced uh xbox announced that they will be they're updating the Xbox Live Gold pricing where it's basically going to be double the price for like one year of uh, Xbox Live Gold. So let's see. I'm actually we'll read read the statement. <laughs> Let me get my get my uh get my um suit talk. Sip my water. Stay hydrated. Uh, it's funny just thinking about it. But yeah, okay. All right. Um, since we launched Xbox Live 18 years ago, 
we've been working to make it the most advanced multiplayer network available for the greatest community of gamers and they and and there are a lot of you millions of people come together on Xbox to play with friends and discover great games we invest in our community by strengthening the digital safety of our players enabling new ways to share communicate and play with your friends and delivering industry-leading reliability across our network periodically we assess the value and pricing of our services to reflect changes in regional marketplaces and to continue to invest in the Xbox community we'll be making price adjustments for Xbox Live Gold in select markets in many markets the price of Xbox Live Gold has not changed for years and in some markets it hasn't it hasn't changed for over 10 years if you're an existing online 12 month or 6 month Xbox Live Gold member there's no price change if you choose to renew your membership it will renew at the current price the price of a one month gold membership is increasing $1 USD and the price of a three month membership is increasing $5 USD or the equivalent amount in your local market if you'd like to upgrade your gold membership to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate your remaining gold time will also convert directly to Ultimate up to 36 months for example if you have 11 11 month 11 <laughs> I can't even say 11 month of Xbox Live Gold now and you upgrade to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate those 11 11 month I cannot say that I don't know why convert to 11 months of Ultimate at no additional cost members have already been notified in some regions if you're in a region where prices are being adjusted, you will receive an email and a message center notification over the next month letting you know what the new pricing is for your membership. Going forward, new pricing will be one month for $10.99, three months for $29.99, and six months for $59.99, or your local market equivalent. You can always visit your account to manage your membership and prices won't adjust until at least 45 days after you receive the messages. So, basically, uh, with all that, you know, fluff in there, pretty much for six months, it's uh, $59.99, which, which was the price for uh, one year of Xbox Live Gold. So, in theory, it, it seems like they're, like, basically intentionally hiding that you know, with all the marketing mumbo jumbo that uh, basically if you want one full year of Xbox Live Gold, it's going to be $120 if you could, you know, do the math and all that. So pretty much <laughs> for very obvious reasons, this caused a whole outrage amongst everybody who's, uh, you know, currently a, a live subscriber, uh, understandably so, because you're literally doubling the price over something that honestly shouldn't even be a thing in the first place, especially considering how PC gamers have been 
playing uh, games without having to subscribe. For the most part, I know there's a couple exceptions like uh, WoW comes to mind. I think Final Fantasy 14, or at least a couple other games that uh you know force you to subscribe. But outside of that, pretty much anything else is free to play uh, as long as you know you have internet, internet connection, whatever. So. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, something that's still still uh, a weird thing that we are paying for. And then on top of that, to double the price of that said thing. Yeah, people are going to be pissed because, uh, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. It's real fucked up. Let's be honest. So pretty much everybody just, you know, <laughs> burning the shit out of Xbox for what, like, the past, I don't know, I think five or so hours. And then, uh, to everyone's surprise, uh, man, all of a sudden Xbox was, 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 uh, was, uh, was switching up. They was like, (laughs) I'm totally like paraphrasing, uh, but, but basically like a couple, yeah, like five or so hours later, Xbox was like, (laughs) guys we've heard you uh we did not make the correct decision in terms of uh raising the price of xbox live gold uh twice the price double the price for one year so with that being in mind uh we will revert back to our original pricing as well as well as also um allowing free-to-play games to be played without the requirement of an Xbox Live or Gold subscription. So basically they they basically backpedaled, but then, you know, it's like the damage is done, dude. You know, people, a lot of people probably uh, unsub, unsubbed <laughs> by then in terms of all that. And yeah, man, it's a dumpster fire. Hot mess. And uh, yeah. So I'm just very curious who made that decision because uh, you don't just make that decision all willy nilly and then drop that on a Friday of all things and, you know, expect people to be like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, 120. Yeah, that's fine. You know, uh, I know one angle I've been seeing is that people were thinking that they are trying to they're trying to. um push people to subscribe to Xbox Live Game Pass Ultimate, which is basically includes Xbox Live as well as Game Pass, which is the service that um, lets you lets you play uh, a set amount of games uh, for free um, as long as you have a subscription and like uh, new games come in and out and stuff like that, kind of similar to Netflix. And also probably the biggest thing is that you can download the game. It's not like you have to specifically stream them like a couple other platforms or services too. So there is that, but I think it's pretty much generally way more expensive than a Xbox Live Gold subscription as well. So, I mean, yeah, if you look at it on that standpoint, you, at least personally, cause let me see, what is the pricing of Xbox? Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Ultimate pricing. So $15 a month 
and $180 per year. So yeah, technically it's more expensive. Um, but I mean, uh, the value is there. I mean, arguably in that respect, but still not everybody want to play, um, play a lot of games at once or, you know, maybe they are generally focused on one game, uh, online if they play a lot and things like that. So yeah, it, uh, not a good look, Microsoft, especially the position where you're at in terms of the current console race, even though, of course, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, people are uh, selling, selling the, the Series X. But I mean, of the two of the two consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X, I think it is definitely easier to attain a Series X versus a PS5, at least in the current climate. Uh, until stock and bots uh, go away and stuff like that. So, yeah, not a good look. So I think <laughs> I think the damage is already done. To be honest, it's you could try to b- buff in a deal by saying free to play games don't require a subscription. It was like I don't know. I think this this turned a lot of people off personally. Um, well, at least personally, how I feel about it is that yeah, it's not a good look. I mean, I was already subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate, but still, it's, it's still, if they follow through with it, um, yeah, I, I, it would not be a good look. I uh, definitely would have my disagreement with it, um, especially considering the, 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 the unnecessary need for this in the first place, um, especially compared to PC. So yeah. Yeah. Either way, moving on. Uh, Konami, you know, that company that make, uh, made metal gear and silent Hill, one of some of the most, um, revolutionary IPs of all time. Well, the company is no longer playing. So basically they said they are undergoing at least their terminology, personnel changes and organizational restructuring effective February 1st. So pretty much they are basically restructuring, but they did mention that like, um, they did mention that the gaming section will still be there. So at least a lot of people immediately interpreted it, interpreted it, uh, as, uh, company um, getting rid of getting rid of um, what's the word getting rid of the gaming section and basically you know brushing it off and thinking that didn't exist if that makes sense so kind of low okay um with my threshold so I'll try and bump it up but it causes interference so we'll do it is that better I know it, it introduces buzzing but I will we'll have to deal with it 
So yeah, in terms of the uh, Konami specifically not being with within the company anymore. Cool. Appreciate that eyes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, hopefully they, uh, they do like, at least like the rumors are going that they do like outsource their IPs to companies or PlayStation or whatever to, uh, get some of these going, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Hopefully Konami is smart. If anything that they'll, they'll know what they have and at least, at least continue making money off it, at least from another company or something, but yet to be determined. So anywho, moving on, uh, a new Yakuza spinoff game leaked that supposedly is featuring Ryuji Goda. For those that don't know, Ryuji Goda was the, oh, I always get it, an ant protagonist? Antagonist. I think protagonist. Let me, let me quickly. Antagonist, damn it. I get it wrong every time. No, <laughs> I am not. I talked about it earlier, but no, I am. I am not. It's enticing. I'll say that, but eh, not really that interested. Not too interested in it, but yeah. Um. So yeah, Ryuji Goto, who was the antagonist of Yakuza 2 or Kwame 2 for the most recent one. Um. Supposedly. At least according to uh, this this leaked script screenshot, uh, which of course from 4chan, so I mean you know, huge grain of salt, but I mean, it would it would make sense in general. But basically, some screenshots of a uh, debug uh, gameplay, which looks to be very similar in engine, at least to uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon or AKA Yakuza Seven in Japan, uh, which looks a lot like the recent. Um, the recent game in terms of engine and the the overall uh, look of it. And it even includes like, uh, I see Jun Gi Han, I think from, from uh, seven as well. So that leads me to believe that this definitely is real. I think they also said this would take place before, before, um, before, um, to possibly maybe after. Yeah. So, and then in terms of the, uh, like some of the locations, Onomichi, which was, uh, the biggest, the, I guess, standout place in six Yakuza six, and then a couple other locations as well, which I thought they mentioned. Maybe not. So I guess, yeah, I guess that would kind of make slight sense. Um, I mean, at least engine wise in terms of being able to easily, you know, develop and get this out next year or I likely this year, let's be honest, considering the track record of the, the track record of, um, 
Ryuga Gotoku Studios in terms of like literally like churning out a Yakuza game almost every year for the most part. But um, interesting. Ryuji Goto. I like him. I like him as a character. I could totally see playing as him. They also said this apparently uh, spun off the um, the mobile game. I, I forgot what it was called. It was like Ryuga Gotoku Infinite or something like that. Um, but apparently he had some story arc in there. And that I guess that this potentially might be building off that. Supposedly, maybe. So. Um, yeah, I, I hope. Uh, I hope. Uh, I hope we get Kiryu and Tekken. That would be great. That really would. Yeah, it's up in the air still. Uh, you know, uh, Nagoshi was saying that had some comments about how it would, he technically wouldn't want it because he doesn't want, <laughs> he doesn't want his Kiryu punching women, but I'm like, all right, but, but you slapped, you slapped Haruka in the face though, but all right. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. That is definitely my hope. I will definitely get me back into Tekken hard, hardcore. So, but yeah, I'm definitely, I like, I definitely like this concept. Ryuji Goda as a main character. Uh, I think he was cool. I think he has the potential to, um, he has the potential to uh, hit those highs, heights, uh, kind of similar to Goro and uh, Kiryu. And of course, uh, the recent Ichiban Kasuga. So I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. I want it though. I do kind of want it now that it's, it's kind of presented to us. Uh, I definitely would. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. I guess the biggest question though, is if, if it will <laughs> clap, <laughs> clap women. That's fun. Cure <laughs> you clapping women. Um, yeah, I, the biggest, the biggest for sure. Like, curiosity for me specifically regarding this is if if this will be uh the turn-based yakuza or um traditional yakuza beat em up yakuza which that's gonna be a big uh big thing for me at least i mean i'm i i i'd be lying to myself to say i wouldn't still play it regardless of either either or but i if i had the preference definitely would want um definitely would want uh would want um the beat em up path if so but considering he is showing a party member this is likely at least the the odds seem to be leaning towards it being turn based and especially they just released yakuza like a dragon which was received very well even um, I guess disappointingly, <laughs> depending on who you ask, disappointingly, uh, compared, um, disappointingly, uh, well compared to the traditional beat em up Yakuza. So, uh, I don't know. I do not know. How's it going, Queen Bella Mommy? Um, so we'll see. I don't know, man. I would definitely would want um really would want the uh beat 'em up, but I don't know. I think 
with the really good success of Yakuza, I think them dreams are gone, man. You hate to see it. Maybe there will be a spinoff or spinoff spinoff of or just a traditional Yakuza that is actually more in line with the beat em up stuff. But it hurts a little bit. Hurts a little bit. Not going to lie. Just a little bit. Moving on. Um, Vicarious Visions, who uh, previously the last game they did work on was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, which was good, by the way pretty awesome loved it uh apparently now uh are now going to be working on a diablo 2 remake and in turn uh also are under the blizzard umbrella so i guess technically their company has been disbanded to my understanding officially so now they're no longer that company and they're they're basically (laughs) set to work on uh the blizzard games like starcraft 2 here's the storm starcraft remastered warcraft 3 reforged so that seems to likely mean that there will be no more tony hawk or like you know a lot of people were speculating that we might we likely will get tony hawk's pro skater 3 and 4 which was you know seems to be the logical next step so (sighs) i don't know man sad it feels like potentially tony hawk may be gone and even if if anything either that or it's going to be in the wrong hands that at least vicarious vision was the people that originally messed with tony hawk to begin with so i don't know spider spider-man still in the remix i don't think it is i've not heard anything about that i mean i assume that now uh, with insomniac because Insomniac did the recent Spider-Man games. Um, I would assume that everybody's fine with that. But um, who knows? Uh, I guess that would kind of be a little confusing. Um, where people were expecting to play the the one Spider-Man. And then get confused with the, the remake of the original Spider-Man. But I mean, yeah, that's hard to... That's hard to, I guess, determine. But... Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure those are the same people. So, yeah, that's that kind of sucks because I definitely would totally play another Tony Hawk. And going by this, it seems like that may not happen unless Blizzard publishes uh, Tony Hawk, which I guess could happen. Maybe it just would seem weird, I guess. But it seems likely that that might not happen but i mean i think tony hawk did pretty good at least reception wise um i think sales wise it did pretty pretty good too so i don't know they'd be dumb to not do it but yeah yeah so they straight absorbing vicarious visions uh huh r.i.p vicarious visions thank you for tony hawks one and two it was a good game. Hopefully, we may see three and four with you guys again, but who knows? Moving on. Um, VGC, according to from VGC, uh, M2, who are the basically the people that made um, Resident Evil Three remake. Um, apparently, there's been some uh, some headbutt going on, which I think I know is generally uh, kind of will 
more or less happen in terms of development. I would assume at some point people are going to have some conflicts here and there in terms of the development choices being made. But with uh, this specifically in terms of uh, the role in development uh, for RE4 remake uh, has supposedly been significantly reduced and that Capcom division one, which are the people that made um, RE2 remake, at least the, as a recent, uh, the recent um, Resident Evil uh, will be taking over the project. And what is very interesting about this specifically is that, um, is the, is that, well, I guess it depends, but basically in terms of the report, uh, they mentioned that there have been, been, there have been disagreements between Capcom and M2, the former, the former pushed for more changes while the latter preferred a more one-to-one remake because of the backlash of RE3 remake. Um, they also state that RE4 remake is being partially rebooted now and slated for 2023. So, um, yeah, it does. It does. I agree. Um, uh, what I do appreciate though with them too, is that at least cause we all know, I think we all collectively know how at least as a fan of the original RE3, how ah, disappointing RE3 remake was. I won't say bad because it was good on its own feet, but like as somebody who specifically wanted to, somebody who specifically, specifically played, who never played the original RE3 and played RE3 remake, I don't think they'd be as, you know, uh, disappointed or let down than somebody who, you know, originally played the, the, played the original RE3 and then played the remake that, you know, how disappointing that was, um, which it was, man. I mean, nemesis is, it wasn't really nemesis. He was like a scripted, a scripted, consistent boss fight more or less with just very limited. (sighs) That's that. That was one of the biggest ones for me, but you know, yeah, they cut, they cut the freaking clock tower. They redid the, the ending part with the, um, it's the nest 2.0 and instead of, uh, the dead factory, what else did they, they, uh, they cut, yeah, just the clock tower was the biggest one. They cut the zoo, Raccoon City Zoo out. Um, which is some of those things I could kind of, um, you know, reason with. But I think uh, of 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 all of them, like cutting out the clock tower completely, that's just uh, that just uh, that was not a good look. It's I, I could at least reason with them in terms of some aspects that maybe they felt that they needed to cut, but like it was literally too much that was cut from that, from that game. And, you know, you could beat it in like, I mean, if you were really good, you could really beat it. What maybe mm, two, at least two hours, you know, if you really speed running or whatever, I'm pretty sure uh, obviously more, more optimizations that could be made to beat it even faster. But man, it still hurts. 
still hurts how how much how dirty they did RE3 remake. And then then gonna have the audacity, the nerve to uh say, well, after you're done with RE3 remake that's gonna take like five hours to beat, go ahead and uh play some RE resistance, you know? Yeah, this is it's gonna be a full package. <sighs> I'm I'm trying hard to not 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 going to a whole thing, but either way, keeping that in mind. Um, yeah, the, the, the nemesis transformations were very like gimped and, you know, he was like, he was, yeah, it was, uh, there was a lot of things to, to, to criticize about that, but, uh, disappointing. But with all that in mind, uh, I, I at least do appreciate that. At least it seemed like in terms of these reports is that M2 was trying to make it more one-to-one, uh, in terms of the RE4 remake, which, um, at least is good that they tried to make it a little bit more, not as cut as, um, RE3 remake, even though I think the story with RE3 remake isn't fully M.2, M.2's fault. Cause I think it was a, it was a complicated development process where another team was working on it and then M2 had worked on it after or something like that. I want to say I could be wrong, but I believe there were more like, I guess more gears in that, that development process that complicated a lot of stuff to my understanding. So either way I do at least uh, credit M.2 for, you know, at least trying to make it more, more close to the original, at least what they were saying. Uh, RE team making these bad online games, making bad choices. Like, oh man, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I could tell you, man. Uh, I, I, I do not understand it. I guess the only thing I could think of is that they're trying to, trying to grab the the call of duty like people which is just weird in of itself because it's like don't try to be something else just be yourself you know with uh specifically with resident evil because resident evil is kind of somewhat semi-niche in of itself and to try to grab people from other markets i don't think at least according to past history is not really not really translated over well to be honest because like you know you had Operation Raccoon City which is just horrible atrocious in of itself basically SOCOM with Resident Evil overlay on it again trying to be something else or trying to be uh, something that's mainstream which I don't think Resident Evil I mean it depends on how you look at it um, at least specifically multiplayer resident evil is, isn't. So you have that and then you have, um, what else? Uh, uh, umbrella core, which was just absolute garbage to again, trying to be appealed to people who like shooters, but resident evil has not necessarily always been an action shooter necessarily, at least specifically multiplayer focused. Um, yeah, maybe, 
that that's the only thing I could think of. That's the only reasoning I could think of. But it's like, at some point, you just gotta realize just to stop. <laughs> it's not working. But I don't know, man. It is just it's a mess. It really is. So uh, it's annoying. And then Ariverse, which I haven't messed with yet, but I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, it's horrible. Yeah, at least that's that. There is that. At least you can play as Halo. So, um, but yeah. So at least now with Division One's philosophy or outlook is that they're trying to make it different from RE4. I'm indifferent about it because like, I guess I can kind of see both ways, but a part of me doesn't want the game to be straight too far from what it was or yeah, basically what it was. So that's my concern with division one, but also division one did churn out, give us resident evil uh, Two remake, which was pretty damn good for the most part. So I could trust what they're doing specifically in that regard. But I mean, I mean, if we're if we're going to be honest, RE4 did not need to be remade, at least not anytime soon, especially not now. The the fact of them skipping Cole Veronica still befuddles me to this day, but I'll never get it. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be very critical, very much criticized in a lot of ways especially as a big fan of, of probably RE4 being one of my favorite games of all time. I'm definitely going to be highly criticizing it. And that's what also makes me very worried that, you know, touching something that's that to me feels so sacred is I think very, uh, very shaky territory to say the least. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm very concerned though. I, I would be lying to you if I, I, uh, yeah, I'm very concerned. We'll see. I mean, this is a long ways out, but, uh, very interesting, at least, uh, uh, perspective on it overall. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, that borderlands movie, uh, apparently it's going, going uh going well so they uh, for the movie they casted Kevin Hart as Roland in the movie which is yeah I guess I mean sure are they gonna make him taller I mean uh, I don't I <laughs> I don't really know. I, I don't even know how to how to talk about this because it's like, I, I, I guess I could see that angle. Yeah, because Borderlands has generally been very comedic. Just very random and weird, I guess. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe you can make it work, but... I don't know anymore. <laughs> I just don't know anymore. At least on that note, I think <laughs> on that note, I think that'll end the news for this week. So to get in what I've been up to gaming wise, uh, 
been been still messing with that modern warfare. That's pretty much what we've been doing most of the most of the week. Actually not yeah, pretty much over the weekend, last weekend. Not haven't been gaming too much, at least in the week. But um yeah, modern warfare. I've gotten this weird resurgence in playing it again now, especially with the season pass, even though all the season pass content is for black ops, but it's like it's still that weird what what do you call it? That weird uh fulfillment satisfaction of working for something. And then like now I'm weirdly starting to get into like trying to get all gold and uh platinum camos and stuff. It's been uh it's been surreal now. Uh at least specifically with the new playlist or the playlist for that for past week. I don't know if it changed since, but for a shoot to ship where basically you can play shipment and it's really good. That map is really good for grinding uh, weapons and challenges and stuff, which I've been doing as well. So that's actually been, uh, been what I've been playing the most, but outside of that, I also did play the RE8 demo, which, uh, I mean, it's, it's very similar to RE7, at least from our, what I remember is very much a, how do you even describe it? Well, I guess what they said, a visual, a visual demo or something. So yeah. RIP wish girl. Yeah, man. I've totally forgot about that. Definitely. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to that actor. Let me, uh, pull it up real quick. Uh, apparently she, she was voicing the, um, the witches. I think, I guess I believe she voiced, um, all of those witches in in re8 specifically and i think uh some previous work as well um where did she where did she go we'll look it up canoga park no somebody else Jeanette Miles Jeanette Miles she's already a voice actress uh she passed away age 39 due to colon cancer so that is that is really messed up man fuck cancer that's fuck cancer really ah <sighs> That's, you always hate, hate these stories, man. They're they're really horrible. But don't have. I don't know. Have to respect the work of these actors. We forget sometimes. Yeah, there's real people doing what they can to make these games. Very true. Very true. Totally agree with that. That yeah, you know, a lot of criticism uh, in terms of certain aspects, and you know, it's. It's yeah, it's definitely it's a slippery slope in regards to focusing on uh more or less who to not necessarily blame, but you know, not <laughs> going against the wrong people in, in some aspects, you know. I totally understand that. Um so yeah, the REA demo uh played played that uh, play like did two playthroughs of it. It's pretty, pretty, pretty short. I was like <laughs> first playthrough. I was literally taking my whole time with it. Probably like 40 minutes. 
and then in the second playthrough it was way faster. Um, yeah, so it's like a visual demo, like you, there isn't any combat. You just basically exploring presumably, uh, one of the environments in RE8. So, uh, yeah. Um, so it was cool. It was definitely a cool, like introduction, uh, taste of what to experience with when RE8 comes out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it it had some cool little suspenseful moments and, you know, I guess world building. Um, yeah, but it's like, you know, it's not, there isn't any combat. So that's like a, that's always my thing with uh, Resident Evil that I thoroughly enjoy. So, uh, you know, you had a little bit of that fulfillment, um, a little, a little fulfillment in terms of, you know, kind of somewhat puzzly aspect where you're looking in the, you know, environment, trying to find the keys and, and things like that. Um, at least from that part I did like, but I mean, um, it's hard to say without the combat. Cause I think that's always been a big part of resonate evil. In my opinion, that's always kept me, um, with it on top of the, uh, item management and, you know, that whole, that whole angle as well with Resident Evil. So yeah, so it's, it's, that's why I say it's hard to kind of leave with a very, I don't know, solidified impression, but I mean, at least graphically the game looks really good. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it just feels like it was a limited environment and very hard to more or less like have a very solidified opinion without having at least a good wide angle of everything in terms of what to expect in a game, like combat and, you know, enemy AI and stuff like that, which, um, yeah. So it's like, I guess I feel like I'm kind of slightly lukewarm on it, but I am definitely encouraged and looking forward to, I think there's going to be another demo that probably will release collectively um on all platforms so yeah yeah that was that was a pretty nice touch i was like man i'm glad i got a ps5 to mess with this demo um yeah so it was it was a cool experience in general just you know would have liked to uh have have a taste of the combat at least even though i guess technically <laughs> technically i did <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it so maybe my opinion is slightly skewed because i um, I, I feel I'm not trying to brag about this, but I'm just fit be, because it's relevant to the, to this story, um, that, uh, I got to play, uh, play RE8, play test RE8 last year, uh, which, yeah, uh, man, that's, that is, uh, that is definitely one of the highlights <laughs> in my, uh, for sure of the, the very somber 2020, but, um, yeah, I f- totally forgot I I play tested the demo and I I I feel like I sub- subconsciously had that as a reference point for some reason, which I wasn't even thinking about. But yeah, so at least in the play test demo I played, it was you got a taste of the combat um and another environment outside of of uh the one we um at least 
released the PS5 demo. So, yeah, so uh, basically it was the uh, RE Ambassador program. Basically, you sign up and then uh, they sent out an email for that. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was going out to, I forgot of the, I totally forgot about the stipulations, but it was like a one-time thing where they sent out an email and, you know, they said, um, I forgot what it was, but basically you had to sign up for it through the email or something like that. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but that was basically, I'm pretty sure it was how it happened. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think I'm just comparing it to the demo, which is kind of unfair, especially considering the general public has not played that demo. So yeah, so I think that's kind of unfair to be honest, but, um, I'm definitely looking forward to the next demo, which I think may be possibly a modified version or very similar to that demo I played possibly maybe, um, we'll see. You'll definitely get, you'll get a confirmation or deconfirmation one way or another. If that, if that is the case when that comes up, but overall, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, at least the tease at the end in terms of the, the, <laughs> the, the lady I want to step on me too. She could step on me all she wants. She could step on me, take all my blood. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me, Lady Damascu. I'm sorry. You could do anything you want to me. How? Um, um, you. It's okay. I don't. I am at your. <laughs> I am at. <laughs> I am at your service. Uh, that's funny. Please, please cut. <laughs> please clap me, Lady Damascu. <laughs> can I may I have another yes I would like another uh, <laughs> oh man um, so yeah there's that I also uh, luckily got into the um, uh, RE verse beta which I'm kind of hesitant about apparently I was looking on Twitter some people a lot a fair amount of people are actually surprised that it at least somewhat is better than they expected so but I think we all had very low expectations to begin with. So we'll see. Have not gotten into it yet. It started, I think yesterday, technically, uh, and then going to be throughout this whole weekend. So probably going to put, uh, some reasonable t time depending on how I like it. And we'll see what happens. Uh, at least some good points, at least from what I saw is that you can turn off that atrocious, despicable ass, um, uh, cell shaded, shaded, uh, uh, filter. Um, so that's at least one, one point, <laughs> at least to redeeming this, uh, game, but some, uh, fair amount of people are saying it's fun. So we'll see. We'll see. Ugh, it's not already outbreak though. That's my issue. That's always going to be my issue. Any multiplayer game coming out, it's not already outbreak or anything very similar or obviously heavily inspired. We're going to have problems. That's all I'm saying. AKA bring back outbreak. Just, just putting that out there. Bring back outbreak. Please, please Capcom. Please, please, please. It's been 84 years. Capcom, please. Please don't do this. <laughs> Capcom, no, stop. Capcom, wait. Um, 
yeah, I don't know what their thing with that filter. It's just like, it just doesn't fit in Resident Evil setting. I guess they were maybe trying to imply that it's um more lighthearted and like fun and not as like horror-y and just like a playful thing, but it was atrocious. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, that that had to be the they definitely had to see Borderlands and got some inspiration or something. Um so yeah, that uh pretty much concludes what I've been playing recently. Um media wise, whoo boy, Attack on Titan. Man, that episode was good. It is so good I do not want to spoil it because it's that good if you haven't seen it. So I won't because it's good. It's Attack on Titan, the last season. Um, they going out with a bang, let me tell you. That's all I'm going to say, just to be surface-wise. And uh, also, fuck them people. You know. Um, <laughs> you understand what I mean if you watch it. but uh, Yeah, it, it grew on me. At first, I was a little hesitant about it, but it did grow on me. It did. The, the song, the opening did, uh, did grow. So... Um, outside of that, it's pretty much been it for me, you know? Um, but man, this week is, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. This whole GameStop stock situation, Xbox, just, just, just trying to, trying to throw some balls they don't got. They can't stand to have daddy Levi always. Levi can be my daddy. I'm not even, I don't even go that way, you know, <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, uh, on that note, um, I think that'll conclude episode 89 of Switch of Sights. Uh, thanks for, thanks for watching or listening. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, if you do, uh, like, uh, or appreciate this podcast, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasts and platforms uh greatly appreciate it any feedback good or bad is always appreciated you can also uh catch me on twitter at a switch where i uh you know tweet very random stuff <laughs> to be honest mostly gamer related for the most part but um also catch me live on twitch tv at a switch where i do um do this podcast live also see an archive of youtube.com uh slash they switch as well uh until next time guys uh don't cough um damn it i missed it i missed it don't cough um don't touch people that don't want to be touched uh get your game on oh yeah
nobody's safe. <laughs>